Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Tony Peck. Tony is known as the godfather of Instagram. He's the co-founder of Why Not You Media, a New York-based social media attention agency specializing in helping their clients grow their business and brand by getting them more attention through unique content, branding strategy, influencer marketing, and targeted ad campaigns. I'm very excited for this chat. Let's get right into it. Tony, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic, man. Great great to be on here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Tony, I ask every single one of my guests to tell us a bit more about themselves and how they became an entrepreneur. What's your story, Tony? Sure. So, I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur since I was a young age. And I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was when I was younger. But, you know, ever since being a kid, there were snow days. I never took a snow day. I would go out, I would shovel snow. You know, I was always hustling, always finding ways to make money. And when I was in high school, I had to figure out what I was going to do, you know, post high school. And for me, college was the route. My father never went to college. He worked in the union his whole life. And he said, you know, for you to have a better life, you have to go to college and get a degree. And he was like, oh, you can do whatever you want to do, but just you got to go to college. So I didn't think anything of it. Assumed college was the best route for me to go. And I did go to college. And while I was in school, I actually went to go to become a mechanical engineer. And I went to a school not too far from uh, Manhattan, New York City. And while I was in school, about junior year of college, I discovered the wonderful world of cigars. I'm literally smoking one right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I want a hobby. And I think cigars would be a cool hobby because I'll be around guys that are like who I want to become, right? Successful people typically smoke cigars. At least that was the illusion I had in my head, you know, in the beginning. So what I would do is in between when I had uh, free time, I had no class, or I had a day off from class. I would hop on the train and I would go into the city. And when I first started going to the city, I would go to a cigar lounge and I knew nothing about cigars and I knew no one in these lounges. And I was also the youngest person there by 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And everyone there was 40, 50, 60 years old. And I wasn't even legally able to drink. I was only 20 at the time when I first started doing this. Mm-hmm. And I would sit down with these guys and they would be so willing to talk and teach me things, you know, whether it was about what cigar to smoke. And then it, it slowly became, hey, kid, what do you do? And I would tell them, the college student. And they would say, oh, you're my son's age, you're my daughter's age. And they would just start teaching me so many different things about business, life, real estate, taxes, finance. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is the lifestyle that I want for myself. So I ended up getting through college. I went through all four years. I got my degree in mechanical engineering. But when I graduated, I said, you know what? There's more for me. And I don't want to just be an engineer that sits behind a desk. I'm a people person. I like being out and about. I like talking to different people and building relationships. So I said, this is my opportunity to take a chance and try something. So... At that point in time, I ended up uh, not getting an engineering degree. I started trading penny stocks day-to-day on my own. And while I was doing that, I would go to a cigar lounge, set up my laptop, start trading. I'd only trade for like one or two hours a day. And I had a lot of time on my hands. So from that, 
I said, you know what? Let me make an Instagram page just in case I want to start, uh, let's say, a trading course in the future. I got to market it somewhere. I'll market it through Instagram. So I made my first Instagram page. And after the first month, I gained a lot of followers. I might have had like 10,000 followers after the first month. Now, mind you, this is back in like 2016. So mm-hmm. the algorithm was completely different. But I said, you know what? I have more time. I'll make another page. So I made a page called Ace of Cigars. And I would just post cigars. Then I made a page called Ace of Cars. And I started having this like Ace brand, Ace of something, right? Ace of food, yes. Ace of photography, Ace of tattoos. And in four months, I had over 400,000 followers across all these platforms. Wow. And people started reaching out to me. Hey, can you shout out my picture? And it would be people within that niche. Let's say it was a makeup artist. They wanted to post a before and after. They would pay me to shout out their posts. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it slowly developed into more things. Hey, can you grow my account? Hey, can you manage my account? And slowly but surely, it started to become a business. And I have two business partners, and we have a team of nine others, you know, from content to ads to websites to consulting and strategy. You know, we're a full-service digital marketing agency, and it just kind of came from a need, and it kind of came from people seeing what we were already doing online to actually want to work with us. But entrepreneurship, man, it's always been who I am. No matter what it is I would do in life, it will be something that's entrepreneurial-driven. You know, I started my first business. It didn't turn into anything but I started my first business when I was a freshman in college so I've just always been about going after what it is I want because listen we're in the best time ever to be alive right there's so yeah. much opportunity at our fingertips between social and digital and google and youtube that anyone can go after what it is they want it's just an amazing amazing opportunity for everyone out there right now yes absolutely Tony there's so much great stuff that we can unpack from this one answer so before we get into the remote work and management and, and, and leadership, I do want to kind of mention the fact that you found your path by hanging out in a place where you like you, you figure out these are the people that I want to be like and you start it from there. You know, a lot of people don't even have the courage to say, you know, uh, I want to do that. But, you know, I have to say, you know, you were just 20 years old. Like you said, people in, inside that room were like double your age, if not older than that. But it didn't stop you from going in, making those connections, and really taking your knowledge and experience to the next level. So that's amazing for our listeners at home to, to, to know. Yeah. Now, um, let's switch gears for a second and let's talk about your team. You said you have nine team members. I know that some of them are remote. Um, and you were doing this remote even before COVID from what from I understand, right? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. And so can you tell us a bit more about why you decided to hire remote team members, A, and then the second question is, um, how are you treating those remote team members, you know, differently than the ones that you have close to you? So, you know, our first employee, we came out of necessity, to be honest with you, that's really what it was. It was just a creature of we needed someone. And I had a relationship with someone that I knew. I'm in New York, by the way, for everyone that's listening. And I had a relationship with this girl that lived in New Jersey. And she actually came to a networking event that I was hosting one day. Uh, but this is back in 2019 now. And she was looking for a job. I said, listen, we're looking for an, assist, an assistant just to be able to schedule different shoots, do some back-end work, you know, a lot of admin stuff. And she was like, I would love to. She, But she had a medical issue, so she couldn't drive to the office anyway. So we said, listen, not a problem. As long as you get what we need done at home, you can work remotely at home. So that's what ended up starting. Yeah. But she started working remotely. And then as per other roles popped up in the company, we realized those employees didn't need to be with us either. You know, we had account managers for accounts. We had graphic designers. Like, you don't need yeah. them to be sitting in your office with you if you're able to give them the work that they need to do. So you have to put better systems in place 
to be able to delegate the work in a more digestible amount for them and also to help you keep them accountable by what they actually have to do for you task-wise. Mm-hmm. But as long as those things are in place, it's not that difficult to have remote work, especially in the space that we're in, right? And to keep the camaraderie between people, we would do a monthly team dinner because everybody was close enough that they could all meet together. It was just there was no need to come into an office to get work done. Um, and honestly, it ended up being the best thing we ever chose to do because February of last year of 2022, mm-hmm. a pipe erupted in our office oh, wow. and it destroyed our entire office. So we were out of an office for nine months. Now, if we had relied on the people needing to be in the office, would we would have been you know, in a bad position at that point in time, would have really had to scramble. But it didn't affect us at all. Like our business did not skip a beat. Nothing changed except for we didn't have a place to to meet me and my partners, to be honest with you. Instead, you know, we used my country club. We used the locker rooms over there. And there was like an office space. And we just used that for nine months, which is fine. None of our employees missed a beat, which is great. So it ended up being really good that that's how the model was for us. But it's not an easy model. And I'm understanding of that because some employers have difficult times keeping the employees accountable. I think that's the biggest mistake I see be the biggest reason that people have headaches with remote work because they're not systematized enough to give the employees manageable tasks and a way to actually hold them accountable. If you can get that piece in place, it's a seamless process and the employees are happier too because they have more flexibility now, right? And then that's a huge thing, the, the work-life balance and the, the work culture within the business. So the yeah. remote work has so many added benefits of just, you know, and again, too, you're also decreasing you know, if you have an office space, you're decreasing size if you don't have many employees coming to the office anymore, right? So there's yeah. so many positives across the board for the employer, for the employee, but it has to be done the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, so many things to unpack even from this answer. First off, I want to talk about the fact that you started hiring someone remotely because you needed to hire mm-hmm. remotely, but then you kind of, you know, you, you decided to stick to that because it, it actually does make sense from from a uh, productivity perspective, mental health perspective, even time management perspective. But there's oh, yeah. one thing that you said that really stood out to me, which is the fact that you need to make sure to hold people accountable. You need to know how to do that. And I even talk about this in my book, actually in my book that's coming out on February 8th, we talk about this exact thing that you said about the office. We had a pipe burst in my office when I used to be an employee in, a, in, in, oh, in another in Toronto. And this office had 150 people. And I, I literally kid you not, it's in the book. It says that they sent us home. They gave us computers, ergonomic chairs, anything you can imagine wow. to make us work better. But because mm-hmm. they, don't, they didn't know how to hold us accountable and to keep culture alive when we were working remotely, we had the worst month in the in company's history. Then when we went back... All the all the managers, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, we're so happy that you guys are back." But really, like you said, if you don't know how to motivate and how to keep culture alive and how to keep people accountable when mm-hmm. you're working remotely, really, that's that's the big problem. And let me yeah. ask Tony. So, what do you? This is the follow up, the the logical follow up question to what you just <laughs> said. How do you keep your folks motivated and excited? even when they're not in the office. Doing daily Zooms, whatever works for that company's culture, that's going to be the best way to do it. And also having a relationship outside of just work stuff, right? We're big on, you know, we're one big family. So that's an important thing. If that's the culture you want in your business, then you have to make efforts to have that be a thing. You know, going out to eat, checking in on them, checking in on non-business related things, you know, knowing what's going on in their lives and their families. Like those are important factors 
to keep that family element to it and to keep them motivated because now they feel happy and a part of something greater than just them. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that a big mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they think that because your workers, even a virtual assistant, because they are behind the screen, they don't have the same needs and wants and, and dreams and aspirations that someone's mm -hmm. in the office. Reality they have the same exact needs. It's just that if you're not in tune with the remote work culture, you're going to gloss over those and miss out on great opportunities. And like we said, you know, just two, three, four days away from the office could be a disaster. But mm -hmm. if you know how you, you're supposed to do it like you are, then it's absolutely not a problem at all. Actually, it's an amplifier because when people work without the stress of going into maybe, you know, Manhattan with the like, yep. with their own vehicle and in traffic yep. and parking and mm -hmm. everything else, you know, they're just going to wake up, maybe go to the gym, whatever they're going to do, have a coffee, sit down and start working right away, which is, you know, exactly. Thing. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Tony, can you tell us a bit more about uh, something that you're currently working on in your business uh, that's, you know, something exciting that you guys are planning on launching or working on right now? So a big thing for us in 2023 was helping other businesses launch their own podcasts. So big push for that in this last month of January so far and going forward in February and March are getting different businesses and brands to start actually creating their own podcast because a podcast is just a great way for different business owners to have an outlet to talk, show their personality, also showcase their knowledge and expertise in whatever it is that they do, as well as build relationships by having guests on. So with the rebuild of our office, we actually built out a nice podcast studio. So if the clients have the ability to now film their own podcast in our studio, or we also have some clients that have extra space in their office already that they're building into a podcast studio for themselves. So we come in, we consult on how to make the podcast, what type of equipment they need. And then once it's all set up, we'll actually come in and film it for them. So that's been a big thing for us because two, on top of all the perks of, you know, having the piece of content for them to be able to actually talk through for 30 minutes and showcase what they know and who they are. And also again, the guests on, they can get so much great micro content out of it for all those social platforms like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube shorts. So it's been a really effective way so far for some people that aren't as comfortable talking on camera, head on direct, just about specific topics to put a camera in front of them and let them talk for 30 minutes on a podcast and then make the content backwards from there. So that's been a big thing for us going forward in this year. That's fantastic. And just uh, like I was telling you before we started recording, the reason why I'm not on camera is because I just came back from a hospital uh, yep, yep. for an injury. But I totally understand what you're saying. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to use this part of the video or one of these parts of the video for reels, for TikToks, or for anything that we can uh, yep. you know, create content for. Uh, I started my podcast back in 2018, I believe. Uh, we are at episode 570 something right now. So we've been around for Amazing. quite a while. And I remember, yeah. man, I remember exactly what you're saying. The very first episodes, I felt so awkward speaking to the camera by myself. I would <laughs> stop yeah. every five seconds. And then you know, <laughs> episodes in, I was like, wow, I finished an entire episode without having a to stop and, and press, you know, pause and record. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, we started having amazing guests, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs sharing their stories, uh, such as yourself right now. And I think that podcasting, you're, you're right. It's, it's, it is a, a great way to build a brand, build relationships and, and create marketing content all at once. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And one of the cool things is, too, if you're looking at it in front of people that you don't maybe have access to or can't don't have the connection with, having a podcast gives you a great ability to reach out to people, to connect with them, to get them on your show. Most people are going to say yes to hopping on a show. And then from there, you can actually build a relationship with them. So I think it's an amazing leveraging tool for anyone that actually creates a podcast to leverage that to actually create real relationships offline. Absolutely. Tony, it's been a huge pleasure having you on the show. I'm really uh, sure that we're going to reconnect again in the near future. But for now, I'm sure that my listeners will want to know more about you. So where can people find you online? So the best place to find me is on Instagram. You know, I'm the godfather of Instagram. So you can find me at Tony Peck, T-O-N-Y-P-E-C underscore. And uh, shoot me a DM. Happy to connect with you on there. Um, If you also want to find me on different platforms, it's Tony Peck across all platforms. So LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Twitter, Tony Pack, T-O-N-Y-P-E-C. Amazing. Tony, again, thank you so much for being in the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you for having me, man. I'll talk to you soon. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.